Won't you stay a little while? Keep me safe. Cause there's monsters right outside. Daddy, please don't go. I don't wanna be alone. Cause the second that you're gone, they're gonna know. Before he went to bed, he grabbed my hand and said, Just cause I'm. What's up, everybody? We are back. That's right. Here with the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. I had to do something. Had to vent a little bit. Had to get off of this awful couple of days that I've had. Because, trust me. You don't want to go through what I've went through. If you're an Astros fan, you went through it. You understand. You get it. It was brutal. It was not fun. Um, we just lost the World Series. So there's that. Uh, we didn't win a home game. It was as bad as you could expect. Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure how to put it. I got a few guys I'm going to call and, and see if we can figure this thing out with. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, um, it's, it's good to be back talking sports. I'm here at Mountain Breeze Campground, hanging out in the bar, drinking some beer, it feels good to be uh, in front of a microphone again, not going to lie. So we're going to talk a little bit of sports, see if we can get a couple of guys on to talk some baseball, some football, some whatever. I mean, whatever we want to talk about. We got college football, we got NFL to talk about. Um, we haven't done a show in a while, so we could pretty much do whatever we want. It's... Uh, it is my show, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's try this one. Let's try. Let's try and call Daniel first. Let's see what Daniel has to say. Shout out to Mountain Breeze Campground. Open year round. Y'all come check us out. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm not going to have any service in here. Shit. Uh, that was a mistake. I forgot what I was doing. Um, give me just a second, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast, so clearly I've forgotten what I'm doing. Uh, I've also had a little bit to drink tonight. So... Let me find you another song while I go get the phone. Um, first of all, thank you to Paul Rich for uh, everything that he's done for me. We went to Game 6 of the World Series. We'll talk more about that here in just a little while. But uh, Mountain Breeze Campground is... Maybe the greatest place I've ever been to in my life. My happy place. So I'm going to play you a little 
Cody Johnson after this stupid ad. And let me go grab the, the phone and we'll make some phone calls. Alrighty, boys and girls. Um, I'll take I'll take full blame on that one. Uh, like I said, it is uh, it's been a while since since I've recorded uh, a podcast, so I've I've kind of forgotten how to do this thing. So we're gonna try and get get Daniel on the phone here. Give me just a moment. All right, let's do this thing. Daniel, what's up, man? It's Spencer. Oh, hey. What's up, dude? Uh, so, what do you what do you you want to talk about this this trust game or what? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I kind of fell asleep during the game, but um, I mean, I mean, but um, to be honest, uh, I think I, I think the camaraderie with the Nats is is going to be really uh uh forgotten about because um. He's not sure if you uh, remember or cared about the college. Wo- you still there now? Did we lose you? We lost him. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and get that one back. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I was gonna say you 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 were just about to get into your mode, and then all of a sudden we lost you. Stupid technology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, before technology, (laughs) I'm sorry, um, disconnected us. Uh, 
I was going to say that um, the Nats' um, camaraderie—they remind me a lot of a college team, and I think, and I think that was the big reason for their rise, if you want to call it that. Yeah, uh, the the thing that the thing that I learned from that series was I don't know if it was it was that the Nationals were more prepared. Maybe they were. Um, yeah, they had the pitching. Yeah, they had the hitters. But the coaching, the decisions that were made. Just seemed to come at the right times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking they kind of remind me of the idiots from the '04 uh, Red Sox, whatever that group was called. No, I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, for some reason tonight, it it just felt a little worse because. A.J. Hinch left Garrett Cole sitting in the bullpen. But he did? Damn. He had him warmed up twice. He never brought Cole in. He left Urkitty on the bench. I... For... Until the... Until, what, this late seventh inning? Man... Uh, oh, sorry. It, it, it just... It just felt like A.J. Hinch made some really bad decisions tonight. But all credit to the Nationals. I I do want to vent because A.J. Hinch, I think, dropped the ball. But at the same time, here we are. Nationals win the World Series. We have so many firsts that we've never had before. Um I don't know, man. They they definitely set up history. They they did something that's never been done before. And honestly, I I truly believe that this is one of the greatest World Series that will ever go down in history. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, well, well, well. Granted, I don't think that many games so. Close. I, I weren't most decided by like four, five plus runs. Well, yes, but I also I also believe that uh, shit. I'm trying to work on my sound sound levels here, and I just screamed at everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, honestly, man, it, it as far as the the history of everything. And, and everything that went down, this will go down as one of the greatest World Series of all time. It will go down as the, the, the first time ever a team has won the World Series without winning a home game. True, true. And, and the first time that nobody's won a home game. And it was unbelievable. And yeah. it's something you cannot predict because so- that's baseball. Yeah. Yeah, oh, um. When you were talking, when you were venting about inches, hiccups, uh, is he typically known for doing stuff like that? Uh, I just 
just killed everybody's ears again. I'm I'm still fucking with sound. Um, no, I, I I wouldn't say that that he he's never done it in the past because that's that's really how we we beat the Dodgers. No, I mean that's that's really that's really how the Astros beat the Dodgers was because the Dodgers wanted to go fancy and go with nineteen different pitchers and the Astros just threw who they had and which is what we tried to do and then tonight for some reason Hench wanted to go fancy and throw nineteen different pitchers and throw all the wrong pitchers. Why you leave Cole and or or Kitty in the ben, in the pen? I have no idea. Why you bring Osuna in in the seventh? I have no idea. Why you bring Harrison after I just watched Harris in person last night in Houston at the game? Give up a fucking home run. Uh, I, I I have no idea. Why do you bring him in on short rest after he just gave up a home run? Um. I, I'll not, maybe we'll never know. I I really don't. I really don't know. Oh, that whole sabermetrics nonsense that's that's gone way too far in baseball. No, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent analytics. It's all. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It's all it's all garbage, and yeah, there's a method to every madness. And yes, the Astros won a World Series in 2017 based off of the analytics that they ran with when they were a hundred loss team instead of a hundred win team. Um, but things are different when you're a hundred win team and all of that shit is thrown out the door. That that's you're you're a hundred win team. You go and do what you did when you were a hundred win team. And that's that. Yeah. I mean, that's in a way, but uh, but that reminds me of the cri- uh, criticisms of um, Bayheim of Syracuse in the, in the tournament or late in games where where they're doing great and then and then to uh, slow down the clock they really change the offense and and that just throws everything off because not to be cliche but uh, but you got to do what brings you uh, to the dance. No, I I 100%, 1000% agree. That's your team. You got to trust what they did all season long. Yes, the bats did kind of disappear. The pitching, obviously, you want to ride on Cole and Verlander and Grinky. Cole and Verlander didn't do great game one and two. Um, Grinky was solid tonight. Why? Why the hell do you pull Grinky when he is halfway through seven and he's only thrown 
what seventy eight pitches? Not even not even to eighty yet. I I, I have so many questions for AJ Hinch that I would love to sit down and ask. Analytics about that whole. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, that shit. Choose the language, but that shit has ruined baseball. Cause like with that whole shift, you want to beat it. Simple, bunt, steal third when no one's there. I mean, hell, I saw someone on the Cardinals. Uh, Molina was it? I remember some guy that that slow uh, got a double when he bunted towards third when no one was near third. I mean, just I mean, and going back to bunting. Nobody can freaking bunt nowadays, and that just, and I think that just shows how analytics has taken over the game, because cause you got to know the basic fundamentals. Uh, the Dude, I'm right there with you. You saw it tonight with, with a guy like Torinos. Torinos, who's a catcher, a catcher, and he can't sit there and drop a bunt down with a guy on first and second. And you're 100% right. If there's nobody, if there's nobody over there on third, and they're shifting so far, just run. They can't. They can't throw you out if there's nobody there. Um, the shift, the whole uh, when to bunt, when not to bunt, when to shift, when not to shift. It's yeah. Of course, there's a lot of people that are quote unquote smarter than both of us somewhere up there saying that this is the right move to make. Uh, as far as you worrying about what you're saying on the show, you can say whatever the hell you want. We are not we are not censored. You can you can say whatever the fuck you want. This is uh this is an uncensored podcast. Um FCC don't watch over this one uh but man, uh good on the Nationals and I want to ask you something real quick before before we finish up uh obviously Rendon's going to win the NL MVP he's a stud uh he's a beast but when it comes to Juan Soto and his antics at the plate him being a 21 year old because we've only heard it 90 million times in the last 7 games um should he probably have taken a fastball to the ribs tonight? Uh, I say, I, uh, I say yes. But um, but as a Braves fan, is it okay if I if I add a little bit about how that kind of reminds me of Acuna? Plus how plus that whole what if the Braves seal the deal in games one or four and. And about if that whole um, hypothetical Braves, Nats, NLCS. Sure. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because you uh, for wanting to wrap up. Uh, no. I mean the Nats. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Um. So. So basically tonight, what what I basically what I was getting at is, as a kid who's twenty one years old, he gonna sit there and make faces and do what he does at the plate with a guy in Zach Greinke who's a five-time Cy Young, or excuse me, five-time gold glove, a Cy Young winner, and a silver slugger. 
and make a make a face at a guy and expect to knock it thrown at again like Grinky did throw at him at in game three. Um, that's that's a pretty bold move, and I'm not gonna lie, Soto did handle it well because he he got a base hit right after. And I wish Granky would have thrown it right at his ear hole in that helmet, but uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I love the cockiness because I'm a huge Bregman fan. I love the cockiness that Bregman walks up to the plate, but he didn't back it up. He didn't back it up. Soto did, uh, and maybe that's why I'm so mad. Uh, maybe, maybe you can help me out here. Yeah, I mean, if you wanna, you know, like I was saying about the hypothetical with the Braves. Uh... The Braves were like the one team the Nats could not beat in the final three months of the season. But, I mean, we did face Scherzer once. He did pretty good against us. I mean, sorry, sorry. We faced him twice. And uh, not sure if you saw, but Freddie Freeman, he had a bone spurs or some crap in his elbow. And the Braves, it was the typical... Um, hit a homer or did squat offense, but that's uh, Braves NLCS. Ooh, that, that could have been really interesting because, yeah, because of what I said, but that whole we had our chances against the Cards and then Game 5 was just uh, two million examples of why one game of baseball is so predictable because anything can happen. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Uh, that's I was thing. turning your event session into a event session on my own. <laughs> that's dude. That's the thing. It's it's baseball, and yeah. you know, I, I went into tonight and I I'd heard what Carlos Correa said. You know, if if you just if you'd have told us that we had one game to win a championship. We'll take those chances. Um, Daniel, I appreciate you taking my call and talking some baseball, man. We need to do this more often. I need to do this more often and get some, uh, get some more tailgate party group. Shout out to our, uh, our Facebook group, uh, tailgate party group. Daniel, thank you for calling in, man. We'll do this again very soon. Um, obviously we got a long time to talk baseball, but we got plenty of other stuff to talk about later on this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you ever want to talk about sports, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, man. You have a good night, bro. Uh, and uh, uh, and you and uh, you do the same. Later, brother. Hey, bye. All right. So that was a little Astros talk, a little bit. Um, let me. We'll play a little music, and then uh, we will get our next guest on and go from there. Figure out uh, what we want to talk about, because I have nothing to do tomorrow. It's, let's see, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Yeah, I literally have nothing to do all day tomorrow, so... We're just going to go ahead and keep rolling with this thing. So, 
If I can find, there we go. That's the one I want. That's the one I want. If there wasn't an ad, God, I, uh, YouTube, I should have just went to Spotify. No free ads. No free ads. I should have went to Spotify. There we go. I'll be right back, guys. Oh, fuck that one up. Alrighty, welcome back to the Sports Buzz. We got Greg here on the phone, another tailgate party group member. Um, we are going to talk a little bit more Astros, and then we got some. Obviously, we got to talk some football. So, Greg, what's up, man? Let me let me hear what you thought about tonight's game. Playoff, and the thing that they could get 
Eagles finally came to fight them when it mattered the most. And it's that runner and score position that is killing them all postseason long. It, got, it just caught up to them. Yeah, and, and like, I, like I just talked to another uh, tailgate party member, uh, Daniel, he... Like I told him, man, it just it just felt like AJ Hinch made the wrong moves at the wrong times tonight. I don't know how you leave your biggest weapon sitting in the bullpen after you warmed him up twice. Right. And that one hurt to me. You leave Urquidy on the in the pen until late seventh. It just a lot of really bad moves in my opinion, with A.J. Hinch, and the Bats just never came alive. They, they they never were what they were in Washington, and it is what it is. We will move on from here, and we'll see if this team will be anything like it was this year. But in my opinion, Greg, it's got to be they have to find a way to, to re-sign Garrett Cole and I don't know. I don't know if you saw the look that I saw. As Garrett Cole was walking from the bullpen back towards the dugout and the clubhouse, he was either looking at the Nationals celebrating a championship, going, I want to be where they are right now, a year from now, or he was looking at it going, I want to be on a team that's going to use me the way that I should have been used tonight to where I can be there next year. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. What did you think about it? I, he had a look on his face, and it, and it looked to me like he, he wanted to take it all in, and I've, I've heard guys say that. They want to watch other teams celebrate so they know what it's like when they win it. And to me, it looked like he wanted to win it with Houston, but I, I could be way off. I, it could be right. they should have used me a totally different way. Right. And I, I think, I guess, like I said, it just depends on how upset he really was. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was a little peeved off because, you know, if you're a baller, you want to ball, regardless of if you, if you should or not, right? Yeah. And... And you made a good point about him watching another team celebrate because a lot of guys on the Astros roster celebrated until two years ago. Yeah. And he wants to he wants a piece of that action. And yeah, I, yeah, and then you know I think that was the quote was like, I mean, I'm unemployed now, so you know, I need to talk to you guys today. You know, it was just that kind. Of, it was the kind of the kind of that comment was like, ooh, as he might be at the door already. Like he might have to just move on from him, like, immediately. Cause, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, like it, I said, I, I really... I really wonder what was going through his head, and I, I would love to take his brain right there, because he had he, he was watching the celebration, but was it, I want to be right there behind that pitcher's mound next year on this same team, or was it, I want to be right there on this pitcher's mound with a different team. Um, so, I've, man, I've, 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 
I've talked enough enough Astros for tonight. I, I've vented enough. Let's talk some football, man. Um, I would say this about the Astros Police going to move forward. Regardless of the results, this is what the hell of a season. It's unfortunate that it came down to this. But that's what some good things this year. They did some things that we wouldn't think they would ever do, especially with the cranky trade. Yeah. That was that was a monster move. But again, we already know the story how they end. But well, otherwise, yeah, and that's the thing is is we we saw maybe the best Grinky we've seen. Other than that game where he almost went no hit, but I think this was a bigger moment. I think this was a bigger game. The one hit through through six innings, and then the one home run to Rendon. That was, I mean, he was dialed in, and right. on the biggest stage of his life, uh, I thought this was his best performance. That's why I felt like AJ Hinch well, pulled no. him too early. Yeah, it does feel like it was a little bit premature. I think it was over. I, I, I probably would have been. He probably overdocked the whole entire situation because I would have kept the man at least to see if he got the inning. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and uh, reason. I I actually told a guy at the bar. I, I said uh, you got You got to let him go. You got. You have to let him finish this inning, and then you bring in Colt. Well, he didn't let him go, and he didn't bring in Colt. So. Maybe I'm not a cut out to be an MLB manager, but I felt like right. that was the right move at the time. I saw the stuff that that Grinky had, and I know the stuff that Cole's got. I, I just felt like that was the move, and I felt like Cole could go at least two innings. Right, right. Yeah, like I said, it's a unfortunate that he's going to get kind of morning of the back and now again, nothing to really talk about the. February, where I'm going to pitch in the catcher report, report. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be a while. Yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. be uh, like 100, 100 days, I think, is what they said. Mm-hmm. About 100 days, yeah. Yep, so no baseball for a bit, but we got some football to talk about. Uh, Greg, you're a Texans fan? Yes. All right, so first of all, we'll talk about your Texans here in a second. Uh, but... I, like I said, I was I was in Houston last night at the uh, at Game Six at Minute Maid, so I made a hasty decision on my uh, survival pick. I went with the 49ers over the Cardinals tomorrow night. Oh, well, I guess technically tonight. Um, Austin was blowing me up like, "Hey, you need to make your pick. You need to make your pick." And I was like, "Bro, I'm busy. I'm drunk as shit at a bar." Uh, I'm about to go see Game Six of the World Series, but if you're going to be hounding me, uh, just give me the 49ers. We'll go with that. I don't love it. I don't. I'm undefeated on on this team. Where it's a, it's a double elimination team. Um, my other team's already defeated. So tell me what you think about the Niners. Are they for real? Is Kyler Murray something I should worry about tomorrow night? Uh, it's hard to deny an undefeated record, right? But at the same time, there's context for another schedule that they've been playing so far. But at the same time, 7 0 is 7 0. Like, no matter how you slice it, they play who's in front of them, right? Uh, I think the 49ers will be okay against the Cardinals. I, I, don't, I don't expect to be, you know, Thursday night is like a random game, which is random stuff that happens. 
I don't expect I don't expect the Cardinals to all of a sudden get a win over the 49ers. I think I think you're you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, and and moving on, moving on to your to your Texans because they are they are the next game on the slate. Uh, are you going to be up at eight thirty in the morning on a Sunday to watch uh, the game in London? I will be up. Damn! So make sure you make sure you go grab your liquor, grab your beer beforehand. Right. Do my drinking the night before, just in case. Do your drinking the night before. Grab your drinks. And make sure you got something for 8.30 in the morning. Trust me, I've done this for the Masters and for Ryder Cups and, and different golf tournaments that started like 4 right, in the right. morning. I've done it. You got to prepare, man. Uh, yeah, this, this is going to be a, this is gonna be a, a good test for Texans because the last time the Jaguars played them, they had them dead to right until Doug Marone made that horrendous two-point conversion call, you know. <laughs> that was. I still like. Wow, we got away with that one. But honestly, <laughs> honestly, I feel like Gardner Minshew is gonna throw for a lot of yards on you guys. But I think it's gonna be a really good game. I, I, I think the Texans win this thing by a touchdown. But, but uh, Minshew magic is gonna make it close because the Jaguars are pretty much a London team. Right. There's that. The Texans never been to London before, so this feels a, a new environment. Environment for them, and then also, I don't know who's looking at defense right now because everybody seems to be hurt so far. Dude, everybody I mean, is hurt, and I, man, I, I hate that 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 JJ Watt got hurt, but I'm not surprised, honestly. Like, the dude is just too big. He, so I had the same conversation with somebody, and we'll get into we can talk some basketball here in a little bit, but somebody compared JJ Watt to uh, Zion Williams. Williamson and he just he's just so big. Yeah, he's so big and he moves so fast for his size. He's so athletic, like, yes. We, we at the same time it's like, oh, that's actually pretty damn cool. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I'm kind of worried now because he's so fast, and so big. Right. And you know, and right. you know, it's funny, Mister Zion Williamson. There was an article over the summer uh, about. Talking about the over specialization of these guys in the basketball, because there's there's articles saying how these young players are like ticking time bombs, and in regards to like their knees and the ankles and whatnot. I mean, Trey Young just hurt his ankle the other day. Yep, and it looked bad. You know, you know, and so I think what that's what happened with Zion is like he is so big, but the knees they can only hold so much weight. Exactly. Now, who knows what he's going to look like when he shows back up? In a what, month and a half. Yeah, and the way he can, it's, the way he can cut, and the way he can move is, it's a lot of torque, a lot of pressure. Same thing with, I mean, like like I said, I'm, I'm a big golf guy, so the torque that Tiger Woods was putting on his knee for so long, right. for so many years, and that thing finally just said, I'm done. It's, it's, right, right. You you can't be that athletic and that big, and and do what you're doing for as long as you have done it without some sort of injury. Um, but yeah, the Watt thing becomes interesting now because, you know, Watt had said some years ago that if he was going to show himself, he would walk away. You know, do what Andrew Luck did. He would walk away from the game. And now you start to wonder, like, okay, now this is what the last three out of four years that he didn't finish the season. 
due to injury. Yeah. You know, and so now you really start to wonder because now it's like, okay, how long does JJ Watt get hurt? Instead of, I hope he don't get hurt. It's like, how long? Because I'm pretty sure anybody that's watching that knows the Texans was like waiting for that moment. That's. And it was crazy for you. It was such a routine play. You know, he got the, he tackled the Raiders running back for a loss on that play. He seemed so fine that he didn't walk in the locker room. Like, oh. Yeah. That's no good. And that's, that's the thing. It's. <laughs> Is I I'm in that same boat with um, with like uh, Sean Lee. So I'm a Cowboys fan. So Sean Lee, great linebacker, phenomenal yeah. player, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal mind of the game. Can't stay healthy. Can't stay on the field. Right. If, if he could stay on the field for 16, 18, 19 games a season, the Cowboys would be one of the best defenses in the league. But he can't. And it's, yeah, J.J. Watt is a generational kind of player, and his brother is as well. And, and you look at the Bosa brothers and guys like that. If they can stay healthy, they're studs. They're insane talents. Um, but if you, if you can't be on the field, you're, you're not going to be considered a great defensive player because you're not there. Um, but JJ Watt is such a great guy in in the community and on and off the field. So even though I'm not a Texans fan, that one hurt me a little bit just to see that uh, that he's out for the season. Yeah, especially you know with the whole with the change that Texans made over this off season, you know, and somehow they. I think it was impressive the most is that Texas still at a five three record at this point. Like yeah. you would think that they would be you know, the other way around, three and five, but now the the defense held his own so far. Now it's gonna be a interesting who steps up now. So Merciless is there, he's showing up so far, but somebody else has to come up to DJ Reader, he gotta get paid. He showed up as well, but outside of those two, you gotta see who else gonna show up. Yeah, and, and Whitney Merciless, another guy who's phenomenal outside the field. Um, I love I love what the Texans players do for the community. Deshaun Watson should be getting looks at uh, MVP the way he's played this season. If he could just get one other piece other than DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that offense is going to move yeah. regardless, but... If he could just get one more piece, that, that one guy that could step up. I mean, obviously they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Um, right. And we could talk about trade deadline stuff as, as well. But, um, man, one guy that could step up. If Kenny Stills can somehow be Kenny Stills from five years ago, mm-hmm. shit. Come on now. It's going to be him now. Now we're wondering what did Kiki Kute do, do because he was healthy. But he didn't play as much. And, you know, one thing about Bill O'Brien is once you get in his doghouse, you're there. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's hard to get out of that. But, it's like, what did he do recently that done upset Bill O'Brien? Because Will Fuller is out for a couple of few weeks, and that really hurt the Texas offense. Like, people don't understand. He is the guy that makes everybody, everybody's life easier on that offense. Oh, that's so, – dude, I'm telling you right now, I, I know all about Kuti and – because I've got him on a couple, 
a couple of my fantasy teams. I say a couple because I'm in like six fucking leagues. Um, he uh, he has one good game and then and then he's hurt and then he's like right. comes back and he's healthy and he yeah. does like one catch for three yards and then he has one good game and he's hurt. It's like, dude, I I can't even start. I can't even start a Texans wide receiver unless your name is DeAndre Hopkins. I've heard that as well, and that's why they went out and, and got uh, Larry Tunsil. But now, now Tunsil's hurt. Tunsil's be Tunsil's be fine. He's um, nothing happened. He, I think it was like a man on shoulder thing, but he's fine. He'd be playing. Okay, okay. I haven't heard the update, yeah. but um, but yeah, I've heard I've heard that same thing with um, with guys. There's a there's a sports sports radio show. Uh, down here in, in Austin, New Braunfels area, um, in the Austin area, that there's a guy who's real nerdy about stats. Loves the Texans. And uh, loves the Sean Watson. Talking about time time of release. And Deshaun Watson had one of the lowest, slowest times of release up there with like um, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. But if you're if you're throwing downfield routes, you're gonna take a little bit longer to throw. But also, if your offensive line isn't as good as it should be, you're having to right. move and beat rushers. So there's there's a lot that goes into that. And Deshaun Watson's actually lowered his time of release in the last couple of weeks. Now that that offensive line has gotten better. Um, yeah. I think I think that the Lammy Tunsil trade was maybe the best trade the tu- the Texans have ever done, honestly. It was, and you know, and it's funny because a lot of people were just you know jumping on them about first you know the first round what we gave up. Yeah, like, yeah, you gave up too much. You gave up way too much. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like but no, man. but no. You you took care of uh, importantly um, Davenport, you know, which is as you remember when the Texans played the Cowboys. In the preseason, he's part of the reason why Lamar Bill is out for the year. You know, so it's like because that whole that one play. Yeah. So that was a move that had to be done like immediately. Like you didn't, if you, if you, if it, I'll do ten first round picks. If it meant that Sean Watson has a little bit more time to obviously, again, as we discussed, one hundred percent hold on to the ball too long is then part of the issue with him as well. But now, Tom's trade was was great. And uh, Ty Tyler was hurt, but he he should be back this week as well. Hopefully he's back. So having Ty Tyler at the right tackle is definitely just the move. I guess that's the combination of the technique 
Yeah, one hundred percent. They 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 made the right move. Um, Tonsil was worth the first round pick. Let's talk about that division. Um, yep. You guys lose a, Col- a close one to the Colts. Right. They got the Steelers this week in Pittsburgh. Um, I man, I'm still I'm still on the fence with the Colts. I, I think that Jacoby Brissett is. A good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that he can run that system. He's clearly a system quarterback. They're that he's not the quarterback of their future by any means. I don't think. But um, Marlon Mack is not a running back that's going to just beat you up and down the field all all day long. Uh, Ty Hilton's getting older in age. I don't think the Colts are a team that really has all the pieces that can win that division um, unless the Texans just give it away but right. I, I want to know I mean clearly I don't think the Titans or the Jags can can win that division but um, it's clearly between the Colts and the Texans um, I want to know your thoughts on on what you saw from the Colts last weekend well, yeah, the Colts definitely um, escaped against the Broncos. Um, Bob Miller, you know, you can hold on to him for a couple more for a second. You probably win that game. Sorry, yeah, Broncos. Um, but uh, no, I think I think the thing is with the Colts is their defense is a little bit underrated. If we're gonna be honest, I think they have got um, I think it was like Leonard Wales. I'd agree with you there. Like, their, their, their defense is definitely underrated. And they, I think that's the one thing people are like, oh, not oh, not valuing enough is their defense because their their defense is pretty damn good. Like their offensive line is obviously good because Brissett is is doing his, his thing. But no, I think the, it's like the, it's twenty Colts from Texas. Texas gave away to the Colts, although that was that whole um, touchdown. That was a touchdown because of the whole in the graph BS. Yeah, and then that, and then that interception that was just absolutely ridiculous there at the end. That I, I really, I was like, "There's no way he caught that." And they showed the yeah, replay. I was like, "Okay, yeah, he did." Yeah, yeah. So no, I think the Colts are not the Colts are a legitimate team. They have their defense has been vastly like overlooked. You know, especially with the whole yeah. Andrew Luck retiring. That everybody assumed that percent won't be able to carry the squad. Nah, he can do it. Question for you right now. Okay. 
Cam Newton coming back, tr- still still trying to recover from injury. But is he going to start when he's healthy? I, I don't know if they're going to bring him back. I believe you're going to have to bring him back. I think you have to, right? Like, that's your guy. You, after the, the show, after what happened against the 49ers, you have to bring him back if he can go. Yeah, I feel like he I, has I, to come I, back. I'll, I'll that's the reason why he wasn't really like he wasn't drafted to begin with. There's a reason for it. Like he's been, don't get me wrong, he was good the first was the first four games that he played. Yeah, because he didn't. Yeah, he didn't lose a game. He lose a game to, to this last weekend. So. Yeah, but he's so limited what he can do. If you make him, if you force him to throw the ball, you get a fifty-one to thirteen loss. <laughs> you know, and again. You know, this is definitely. I'm saying he, I mean, he's going to be in the nowadays, but you know, he's anyone else drafted for a reason. So you have to give the ball to Cam because Cam still can be that dynamic that do a threat. He can run the ball. He can throw it too. Although, yeah, sometimes it's been more inconsistent than consistent. He still gets them. He still can make them throws for you if you need it done. He just he's got to hit that to down and get his feet together. That's the real issue. When nobody showed him his feet. What's the cause of this arm? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm yeah, thinking once, too. Once you get back from injury, yeah, you got you got started. Yeah. Question. Um, moving on to a team that the Cowboys play next week, uh, the Lions. Um, man, they've they've looked pretty good, and they've they've held their own. They play the Raiders this week. Marvin Jones Jr. is. Having a hell of a year. Stafford looks pretty damn good. Unfortunately, they lost Carrion Johnson for the season, but uh, I'm kind of worried about the about playing the Lions next week uh, as a Cowboys fan. They look good. Yeah, the Lions are they're 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 definitely in the mix. They're like sneaky. They're like sneaky good. Yeah, they're. If you want to say the dark horse, that's why I brought on that the dark horse. Cause yeah. The, what they did against the, the Giants was pretty good. Pretty damn I mean, good, Matt, but, uh, Matt Patricia, their their coach, he's a he's a Belichick guy. So, right. Uh, anybody who's under the Belichick coaching tree, I'm I'm worried about. So, dude scares the hell out of me. And the Lions have looked pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, they look pretty decent. I'm still, you know, hold that tie against them because they could have won that game. But now that they are, they can no, they they make some noise. I don't think they're going to win their division at this point. I think that's like out of reach, if you ask me. But the Packers on fire, the Vikings got life to get us in some. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, man, the Packers, they. They haven't looked good in in several of their wins, and they've still won, and that's the thing. Like, if you can win ugly in this league, you're a damn good team. Oh yeah, yeah. You you have you take the wins if you can get them, because that's all that matters is getting that win. Yeah, and that's the thing that we haven't seen from a team like uh, the Patriots. They haven't had to win. Well, they won a little ugly against the Bills. But the Bills just lost 
to the Eagles. So was that was that a, a really bad game for the Bills, or was that a really good game for the Eagles? Because the Patriots have not had to struggle other than that game. Um, I will lean more towards the Eagles just have to get back to who they're supposed to be. Maybe. I would say I will lean more towards the Eagles than the Bills having a bad game because, again, the Bills, no one expected the Bills to even have, what's that, a 5 2 record? <laughs> you know, but I guess that's more so of their the schedule than. Anything else? Yeah, but, I mean, they played the Pats good. I mean, they they looked yeah. good on on my uh, on my eye test. So, I haven't seen anything. I mean, Josh Allen looks pretty damn good at their quarterback. He's, he's one of those guys who just runs the offense and mm-hmm. does what he needs to do. I mean, no more Shady McCoy, but, you know, they look pretty f- Freaking good. Yeah, I'm taking a look at that schedule now. They, they, they can um, be – it's crazy to think that they can compete. They can definitely be a wild card team. They're like, it's on the, almost automatic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wish they could actually compete with the past to win the division, but, I mean, really, that's yeah. <laughs> that, that's fucking that's, stupid that's to believe. Right now yeah, that's <laughs> – that's like wishing one hand shit in the other to see which one fills up first. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the Bills schedule. They, they, have, they have it pretty easy going, too. They got the Washington. Yeah, they're not doing much. The Browns are kind of a mess right now. Miami, you know, they're tanking. Denver, they're not, they underachieving. Bad. A lot. Cowboys, uh, yeah, don't win that one. They Ravens, they lose that one. Oh yeah, they so yeah, you're right. They do have a very favorable schedule going forward. Um you mentioned the Browns. They are a fucking mess right now. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is turning into I hate to say it because I tried to like Baker, even though he's uh, blow you sooner. Uh, man, he is turning into Johnny Manziel. And I... He's just a drama queen. And... Here's my thing with him. It's that it, he's been... He's been a try-hard. Yes. Right? Like, I don't... I don't personally... I don't, I, I, I don't mind quarterback's personality. I really don't. But it's just more so of... You gotta show up, man. You gotta win the game. Because that's one thing. If it's gonna be an a hole on the field, you know, in the off the field, you gotta win some games to justify it. Because you lose some games, people gonna come for you. But then that's the thing with the whole walking away from the reporter. Like, nah, yeah. man, that's not. That's just not good look. No, I, hundred like, percent agree with you. Yeah, a lot that's... of the problems that he's dealing with has nothing to really do with him, but how the team is constructed right now. But. Still, you gotta have a better attitude about these things, or people ain't gonna like you. You know, then especially if Richard Sherman has to lie on you because he figured, okay, people gonna believe me because this is who Patriot is. That's a you problem. Yep, yep, I agree. And uh, 
it, it goes it goes one way or another, and I, I I would really I would really like to know where uh, where Vegas betters are going with this game because the Browns Broncos is maybe the least enticing game to bet in that three thirty slot in the afternoon on Sunday. But do you go heavy Browns and think Baker's going to come out and just absolutely shred the god-awful Broncos? Or do you go heavy Broncos and say Baker's going to try way too hard, like you said, and throw like six interceptions and Broncos win by 40? I know, I know. It's it's tough, dude. It's tough. Until you prove otherwise, I'm going to lean towards more so Baker throwing interceptions all day. And it seems like what's going on now is he can't see. He has to be able to slow the game down to pick up what's going on. He's just rushing everything. Yeah, he's just throwing to where he thinks they're going to be. And when a shovel pass gets picked off. Yeah. Like, you know, you get a mental game is all the way jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, there's something going on there that we can so, Yeah, I'm leaning more towards Broncos going to um, be on his behind all day. Okay. Which is insane because you have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham on opposite sides and you can't get them to run. Something's going on. That's, that's, that's a mental thing. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Um... Okay, we'll talk the last two games of this week. Uh, obviously, the best game of the week, Patriots-Ravens. Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. Um, Sunday night game. Sunday night always is the best game of the week. Right. Is there any way the Ravens stay within two touchdowns of this, of this Patriots team? I mean, that defense is... So scary good, and trust me, I know because I have them in a couple fantasy leagues, and they get me twenty plus points a week. Um, is there any way that Lamar Jackson can somehow fool Bill Belichick's brilliant mind and make this a two-score game? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I know. Belichick loves the young quarterback. He has like a crazy insane record against them. Um, but no, I, I I think the Ravens are can give them two scores. I think it it, could, it feels like for one they're, they're in Baltimore, but that's going to help a bit. Yeah. And this is going to be, I guess we can finally say the first real test for the Patriots. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. The Patriots don't play everybody that they're supposed to be now to get to Baltimore. And then I don't know what the weather's going to be like over there. So that might be a, that might be a factor as well. I don't know New England gets cold weather too, but still. It might be a different, you know, different, I don't know if it's a different cold from Baltimore and Boston, but I do feel like when you're on the road, that's a different game, ball game. It's definitely going to be loud. Oh, yeah. That 100% is going to be crazy. I don't know what the line is on this game, and I would love to look that up, and I may try and get that here right now. But 
If I had to guess, I would say Patriots by nine and a half. Would you take Patriots nine and a half? Um, I think that's safe. I think that I I would do that. I think I would take that. I think I would take that all day. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I bet it's probably close to ten or twelve. But I mean, they have looked so good on defense. Tom Brady hasn't even had to throw for 500 yards a game. Like, he hasn't had to do anything. They just, their defense has done it all for them. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. Okay, so this may shock you, but um, New England is actually a three-point favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I think I'm taking that. Vegas. I think I'm taking that all day. I think I'm betting the house on that one. <laughs> bet the mortgage. Yeah, bet it all. Paycheck. Three points? That that seems silly. Um, I feel like that's low and that may jump. But that's what ESPN is saying right now. It's a three-point spread. Patriots are the favorite on the road in Baltimore. So, over-under is 45 uh, I'm. You could parlay. Uh, I would take the over because both teams are gonna score. But three points. That's it. That seems kind of low. It feels kind of low. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really low. Um, last game of the night. Last game of the week. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants. New York Giants obviously don't play in New York, but uh, right. Cowboys played a different New York Giants team week one. They played Eli Manning. Uh, now we have Daniel Jones with the Giants. So is this game any different? I, I don't feel like it is, but... The Cowboys' defense is struggling a little bit. Cowboys are actually a seven and a half point favorite, and I feel like that's a lot in a rivalry game, divisional game. All right. Um, uh, let's see. This is good. This is New York. Chance of coming just on the road for the Cowboys. I would lean. I would. I would give. I would definitely take Dallas. Really. Yeah, I mean, you still have to remember uh, Daniel Jones is still a rookie. Then you have to, you know, account for that rookie, that rookie wall and at some point he's going to hit it. And if the Dallas wants to get their defense back on track, this is the game to do it. There's no other game to do it but this one, <laughs> in my opinion. Hey, we did just but, sign. we did just sign Michael Bennett at the trade deadline. Yeah, and that helps. It helps, but it also may hurt because we all know what the Bennett brothers bring to a football team. Uh, it's nothing but bad. Um, 
I'm I'm a little terrified, but I'm also excited because our D-line needed help, but I feel like it was a, for what we gave up, like a seventh round pick, which could turn into a sixth, it's nothing. Um, Michael Bennett is a good defensive end, but if Belichick didn't want him, there's a reason Belichick didn't want him. Um, that's what worries me more than anything. Uh, hopefully he can produce and I think he'd be I, I do believe he'd be he'll be fine. As long as he don't start no shit in the in the locker room, that's that's all I really care about. Uh but seven and a half feels like a lot there when the Patriots are a three point favorite. Like seven and a half feels like a lot. Uh, just because we are coming off a big win over the Eagles, who are clearly not the Eagles that we thought they were. Um, I don't know. I I'm trying not to get my my hopes up too high on the Cowboys because I did that after the first three weeks when we played nobody, and now after losing to some really bad teams, I'm trying to keep my my ceiling a little bit lower and uh, you know after that Eagles game obviously we're like we're the we're the shit again we're, we're going back to the Super Bowl um, but seven and a half feels like a lot if I was if I was a gambler which I am um, I would probably bet against the Cowboys in this one and I would probably put a lot on the Patriots just for the sake of uh, they're really good. And right. I, I I don't know what the Cowboys are. I, I would take losing money on the Cowboys to find out what we are. If we if we win by more than two touchdowns, sure. Okay. That's that's a good win on the road against a division rival. But uh, I think that probably does enough for football talk. You want to talk some basketball, yeah? Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. Let's hear it. So, if I were to tell you that a team won a game scoring 159 points and the other team scored 158 points, how many overtimes do you think it would require to get to that kind of score? 159, 158. That's uh, got to be at least two overtimes. Zero overtimes. <laughs> oh, God. 159, 158 win. Crazy. What game was this? Rockets and who? Those are Rockets against the Wizards. Jesus. I want to... It was crazy. Hold on, hold on a second. I was watching the game, and you know, I kept looking at my ESPN app, and the Rockets was like 140 to 147, and I was like, okay, cool, fourth quarter. Wait, what? That's not right. Didn't I play some defense today or something? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but the Rockets definitely need that. I, I did see earlier that Harden dropped 59, but I didn't pull it up because the Astros game was on, so... I was so focused on that, I didn't even think 
twice to pull up that he dropped 59. Shit, Bradley Beal had 46. Oh my god, what the hell? I'm, I'm trying to pull up the box score right now because this is just. I'm doing the same thing. That's the same. Westbrook just said 2017. Capella 21. Daniel House. Oh wow! I'm I'm proud of what I'm I'm proud of my Brody for only shooting five threes. That's good for him. Yeah, he's been he's been uh, keeping that, that that tempered, which is a good thing. <laughs> so here's here's my uh, here's my basketball background. Um, I as far as fandom goes, I've watched I've watched the Spurs. Win a Nash, uh, win a world championship. I watched uh, David Robinson's last game when they beat the Nets in Game Six of the wet, of the uh, NBA Finals. It was pretty much a passing of the torch. It was insane. I wasn't a Spurs fan. I was just a sports fan. And then uh, we had UT basketball tickets, season tickets, growing up. So I grew up watching UT basketball. So I'm a Kevin Durant fan. We had season tickets for Kevin Durant. And people say that I'm a Warriors Hummer or a Thunder Hummer. No, I'm a Kevin Durant Hummer. So I don't I don't root for a team unless Kevin Durant's on it. So even though he's not playing, go Nets. Uh, I still haven't bought my Brooklyn Nets jersey, but that will be uh, coming very soon. Um, it doesn't make any sense to buy one unless he's playing, but, uh, yeah, so I love, I love basketball. I saw today that, uh, I don't know if you saw Dirk Nowinski got, uh, street named street. after him. Yeah. And deserves every bit of it plus that. Uh, there, I, I heard today on the radio that there's talks that he may get a statue, um, which he deserves all of that for what he's done for the city of Dallas. And what he still does for the city of Dallas. Um, yeah, I love basketball, man, and I loved Russell Westbrook, and I still love Russell Westbrook because that was my dude. That was my dude when I was uh, when I was a Thunder fan. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're on the team. And you know, it's funny because now you get all these Thunder fans and the Rockets fans like, so oh, I like Russ now, like. <laughs> I take nothing about this man. I, I this man from day one. Yeah, you know, and, and I take nothing back because I'll do it again. I'll do worse because I'm a Rockets now. <laughs> I will no, do it worse. I love, I love that him and uh, that him and Harden are back together. So, my favorite story, my favorite story of watching basketball. Um, I. Uh, I've been to a lot of really cool games in my life. Like I told you, I've been to AT&T Stadium to watch the Spurs win the NBA Finals. I've been to a Week 17 Cowboys and Eagles game. I've, I've just recently got to go to a World Series game. One of the coolest memories I ever went to in my life. Uh, we bought tickets day of. We went to Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals, Thunder against the Spurs. And uh, we were, that was the first time, first and only time I've ever been in a stadium as the minority, the opposing fan. And uh, we got so much shit talked to us. We had people throw drinks at us. Spurs fans are 
awful, by the way. Um, but that was a game that Harden hit the uh, hit the three right in Manu's face late in the game, and everybody just sat down, and all you could see in the upper bowl where we were sitting, nothing but blue. Thunder up, go Thunder. I mean that that was the moment where I was like. I need to go to more games where I'm on the minority because this is fucking sweet. So um, I love James and I love Russ being back together. I think that's so cool. And hopefully they can figure something out together and make it work because they're two very polarizing figures in this game. It's they're they're so fun to watch, and I feel like this team is going to be so fun to watch. Yeah, it's going like yeah, it's definitely. Hopefully, they um something. I think our biggest thing for them is going to have to be they're going to have to need some breaks come their way, and because this West is loaded this year, like it's nobody's business. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got. I don't. I don't think the Lakers are are anybody to worry about, but the Clippers are 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 solid as shit. Clippers are yeah. probably the favorite. Yeah, Clippers definitely got to worry about the Clippers. Um, the Trailblazers still got the same players back. You got to worry about them. Yeah. Utah is sneaky good. Got to be concerned. Uh, Phoenix might be a, a playoff team this year. Same as same as New Orleans. So hey, uh, that if that goes back to if we're if Zion can stay healthy as at his size. Even even if he doesn't, they are still solid. Yeah. Right now, granted they're over four right now, but they gonna start getting they gonna start getting some wins together. I think. Now, I think Minnesota is a team to be afraid of, other than the Clippers. I think Minnesota is a team. In the East, I think Minnesota is a team. Man, speaking of Minnesota, um, you might you probably didn't see it, but uh, we got a little beef going on. Uh, Joel and B and Quincy kind of having a fight during the game. Oh yeah, I did. I did see something. I didn't pull it up, but like I said, I was watching the Stros game, so I didn't pull it up. Mm-hmm. But I did see something about him narrating a fight. Yeah, they were fighting. They were having a rope at all. Going back and forth on Twitter, oh man, it was <laughs> entertainment for man. That was oh. that, that definitely helped, you know, get over the loss. I know what I'll be doing as soon as I'm done with this with this phone call, man. Um, so I really got nothing else. I got nothing else. What you got? Anything else you want to talk about? I would say this, but um, I feel bad. Forty Warriors this year, they're gonna go through it. Uh, Steph Curry uh, broke his hand. Yeah. During the game, they about to go through it. Yeah, and and, and now now you know you, you already have the decision made. You, there's no reason to start Clay. There's no reason to bring Clay back. Let him sit out all year. Let Steph recover. Now you sit there and you tank for number one. Yeah, you definitely don't have to. Um, you got to do 
something. You got to figure something out because that is that's going to be a rough time. He's going to be up from time too. Yeah, and and you have to hope that Draymond doesn't get hurt. Seriously, um, but it's a it could be a blessing and a curse. It could be a blessing and a curse because now you have Clay out for the year. You don't bring him back. You have Steph who's hurt, who's going to be out for a while with a broken hand. So you sit him for a long time. You may even just sit Draymond so he doesn't get seriously injured. And right, you just paid him. Yeah. So you can do it. You can tell him whatever the fuck you want. So hey, we just paid you. No, you're sitting. You're not playing tonight. You're not playing for the next two months, three months, four months, whatever you want. And you go from there. You figure out who the next big prospect is or the next 10 prospects are, and you take your pick. And I hate the word tank, and I hate when teams tank, but I think you tank. I think you go for a top five pick. That's what they did to start that team. That's literally how they got Clay. That's how they got Steph. I mean, yeah, they got Draymond like in the twenties, but you you go from there and you rebuild because everything you had is gone. Like literally every piece you had that won you three championships is gone. Yugadella's mm-hmm. gone. KD's gone. <laughs> Steph's out. Clay's out. All you have but, left is Draymond and Steve Kerr, and that's it. And yeah, Steve Kerr can't play. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're aware that Steve Kerr isn't allowed to to go in and shoot threes. I'm sure he still yeah. could. Seriously? Oh. <laughs> Apparently not. I I feel like he still could go and knock down a couple of threes, but. Um, I mean, they got Russell, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but. That's, that's but now I'm looking at that box score from that last game. I don't know half these dudes. Weren't they like, down like forty you know, something to forty five or forty nine to like nineteen or thirteen or some shit? They were getting beat they, so bad. They were they were down like thirty something points. Yeah, they were down forty three to fourteen at the after the first quarter. <laughs> at home. Uh, at home? At home. In that brand new, beautiful arena that they just built? Yep. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, God. That's just horrible time. That's as bad as it gets, bro. Mm -hmm. That's as bad as it gets. Oh, man. I guess my last thing, because I guess we can wrap up my last thing. You know, I'm going to give some love to uh, Washington, D.C., for the longest time, they've been, I guess, quote unquote, the team that the city has been cursed. But we saw last year the Capitals won the uh, Stanley Cup. Hey, that's my team, dude. Don't talk about my caps like that. That was my team. Oh, I, no, they, I, I was I, so stoked. You know what? I, I'm good. I'm happy with them, and they got their first one. Ask the Astros fan that you know we got we got the first check, we got the first ring two years ago. I'm more sympathetic towards teams to get their first ring. So the Caps got that ring. I'm proud of them because they had to get over some crap. The Bistics, the WBA team, got their first ring. Happy for them. The Nationals obviously got their first ring. I'm, def- I'm happy for them. 
The Wizards, yeah. Not going to well, happen. Washington, not even relevant football team. Those three can carry the match for now. But now they've been, they, they've been doing some great things lately. And I love that you brought up. There's going to be. I love that you brought up the Caps, man. I love that you brought up the Caps. That's that's awesome. Um, I was just talking to somebody about that the other day because when I watch, like I told you, when I watch basketball, I'm a, I'm a, I watch players more than teams. Um, hockey for me, I, I love Alex Ovechkin. I love Sidney Crosby. I love TJ Oshie, and. Uh, so I fell in love with the Capitals for a bit. And people, you know, you got you got people that say that you bandwagon, whatever, fuck it. I I like players and and I root for players, so I root for the team that the players play for. So when the Capitals won, that was awesome. And I actually called it last year on this podcast. I called it last year. At the start of the playoffs, I said, I feel like the Caps are going to get past the Penguins for the first time ever. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. Called it straight up on this podcast, on the Sports Buzz. And when they did it, it felt so good. And, uh, yeah, it. even though it was at the hands of the Astros, it was a historic, historic World Series tonight. It was... Something that's never happened before, and it's something that hasn't happened in our nation's capital in a very long time. Um, so and this is the first time across all sports that the road team literally won every game. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was history and everywhere, and then, sucks. and then for uh, Washington to bring like, back a World Series, I think it was yeah, uh, the last time. Since 1924, when the Washington Senators brought it back, uh, so yeah, there was so much history with this World Series and so many firsts. As much as I want to be upset because it wasn't the Astros winning at home, and it they didn't, if they would have just won it last night when I was there, everything would have been okay. But tonight. It, yeah, it, it, it definitely was a knife in the chest, but um, a lot of history. Yeah. And uh, as a as a sports savant, it was special to watch for sure. Yeah, they you know they started up the season with nineteen and thirty one. That's a then that's a hell of a way to um. They recover from there. Then you get to the Dodgers. You beat them in five, in five. You get to the Cardinals. You destroy them. And so then you get the Astros. You, you take care of them too. It, it's been it, it's a hell of a run. Yeah. Like it's just it was just nothing the Astros could really do about it. Unfortunately, I mean, and it's it's a game of, it's a game of inches because who knows what happens. It was know, unbelievable. First of all, to give it a home run. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun to watch. Um, it was stressful as shit. I needed some Xanax or maybe a pound of weed tonight, but uh, I couldn't find any of that, so I just drank away my sorrows. Uh, it was a 
blast having you on, man. We need to do this more often. Oh, for sure, man. You know me. I'm open, man. Let me know. Hell yeah. And I like... I wasn't planning on doing this tonight, but uh, I ain't got shit to do tomorrow. So I was like, you know what? I'm already drunk. Let's go ahead and uh, and go ahead and hit the record button and uh, see where it goes. So, appreciate you calling in. Greg, uh, from the Tailgate Party Group, another guest from the Tailgate Party Group tonight. We're going to do this more often. Promise you that, bro. All right, man. Take it easy, man. All right, bro. So, that was a long conversation. I didn't expect that to go that long. But uh, I didn't want to stop. Everything was great. And uh, here we are. It's only been a little over an hour that we've been talking. So it's probably about time to wrap this thing up. And try and figure out when the next time we're going to record. So like I said. Cowboys are Monday night game tonight or uh, this week. So I have to wait a long time for a Cowboys game again. I've already waited a full week. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because I don't have a Texas game to watch this week. So I don't have to have a heart attack on Saturday. So I can just enjoy my Saturday. By the way, if anybody's in the New Braunfels area, Halloween party, Mountain Breeze Campground. Come on out. Drink some beer. Bring your own liquor. Bring your own beer if you want. I don't really fucking care. Um, Got some good music. Good live music. Uh, Wes Nixon, Jake Bush. Coming down to Mountain Breeze Campground. And I'll be here, so... Be getting drunk. Haven't really decided when we go with my costume as, but uh, we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, I don't have to watch the Longhorns on Saturday. They have a bye week, so I'm just gonna get drunk all day Saturday. Sunday, I can drink all day Sunday, or to sleep all day Sunday, dealing with the Halloween hangover, and then. I have to wait all the way until 7.15 on Monday. Um, By the way, happy Halloween. Uh, It is Halloween. I'm recording this at 3 o'clock in the morning on October 31st, but I'll be posting it sometime on October 31st. But yeah, if anybody wants to come out, Halloween party, Mountain Breeze Campground. Appreciate you, Paul, for... uh, the Game 6 World Series tickets had a blast. Astros, great season. Unfortunately, they didn't uh, didn't make it happen. It is what it is. I'm still upset. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find a song. I'm trying to talk and type. Um, 
Astros didn't make it happen, and that's why I essentially recorded this show. I just wanted to talk some sports and get my mind off of everything, because tonight was not fun. Uh, but Paul Rich, Mountain Breeze Campground, making all this happen. And got you one for the road. Thank you so much. We're the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Stillman, and we are out.